It is doable. All right. In just a moment, we're just going to reveal how to do it, okay? But here's the, the point of this. When you read the rules there, we have naturally implied a rule that isn't there. And it's a rule of limitation. The only way to do this is to go outside the box, outside the boundaries of the dots. But our minds are so limited. We see a box and we say we have to stay within that box. The solution has to come within this, these dots. But the only way is to throw out the rule that wasn't stated and say, I have to go outside the lines. And so if you will, babe, this is one of the ways to do it. Boom. So you're starting higher and going down and across. There's just different, it's across here, boom. The only way to do it is to break the rule that says you have to stay within the boundaries. It wasn't a rule, but we all implied it, right? How many implied that rule and you stayed within? The, just raise your hand. How many implied the rule that I have to stay inside the dots? And it was frustrating, right? And so I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. It's impossible. It's not possible to do inside the boundaries. And some thought you couldn't hit a dot twice, Right? There's just these implied rules that we have that are built inside of us. The reason I wanted to do this today was because <laughs> this is how we live our lives sometimes. We say, how can God provide a kidney? I'm just using that as a How can God move Felice from where she's at. I don't see how. They're, the dots aren't there for this thing to happen. So God says, well, I, I don't, I'm not bound by the dots. You're like, well, I don't know how I can leave an inheritance to my children's children because we're looking at the dots and it doesn't add up. But God says, why are you bound by the dots? There's a story when Jesus feeds 5,000 men plus women and children with 12 baskets left over, with what? Five loaves and two fish. And the disciples actually are the ones that distributed this miracle. So the disciples go from this moment of handing out, breaking bread and fish from five loaves and two fish. They break it until the 5,000 plus women and children and 12 baskets left over. And it was their hands breaking it apart. They get in the boat. And Jesus tells them to beware of the thinking or the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And immediately they go, oh no, they're in the dots again. We don't have any bread. And Jesus, what did he say to them? Why do you reason that you don't have any bread? Why do you go back to the box when you just with your bare hands distributed five loaves and two fish to all these people with leftovers? How come... Two days later or three days later, you're back inside the box going, I don't know how this is going to be solved. I don't know how God's going to come through on this one. When God just did a miracle. Why do you reason, some of us in the room, you look at your life, your situations, the things you're in right now, the things that you dream of, the things that make your heart come alive, and you're like, I don't know how God can do that because you're looking at the box. But God says, why do you reason you have no bread? I am the bread. Hmm. 
I re- I'm, I'm saying this for a specific reason. When I was, I was uh, 26 or so when I got married, I was almost 27 years old. It took me a little while to mature. Still trying to get there, right? <clears throat> and I was so lonely. I remember Al Fury prophesied over me, and he even said this. God's going to give you an amazing wife. She's not going to rein you in, but she's going to set you free. This was right before 9-11. Al Fury prophesied this. And he says, you've been lonely, but God's going to give you someone. Right? I thought, how? How is God going to give me someone? I'm in the boxes here. I'm like, there's no way this is going to happen. And then I went to Chili's. And this beautiful waitress was at Chili's, and I saw her. I saw her first. I can tell her, I loved you before you loved me. I'm like, God, I loved you first. I saw you first. And I was eating dinner with my mom and my sister, and I had said stupid stuff like this so many. I was the hopeless romantic. I was dumb. And I said, I'm going to date that girl. I'm going to get to know her. I'm going to date that girl. They're like, okay, here we go again, Jared. God knew at Chili's. And she'd only been here for a couple of months from Paris. She came down here to go to school, which she quit going to school at North Texas. And she's working at Chili's as a waitress. And I just happened to see her. And I happened to think, wow. There's, and this is what I said to my mom. There's something different about her. I don't know what it is. I didn't know she was raised the same way I was. I didn't know her parents were deacons on a church board and that she was running from God. Yet this is what God had. He dropped me in chilies that day, dropped her in chilies that day. I swallowed my pride and I ate there every chance I could to see her. I didn't meet her in the box. I'm like, well, how am I going to find this thing? How am I going to break through in this area? Stop staying within the boundaries of the box. God is not bound by what we have. He's not bound by the ingredients we see in front of us. He's the creator. Come on, get this in your spirit. In John, I want you to read this with me. John chapter 14, verse 16. I'm going to be really short. John 14, verse 16. Now, these are my probably my three favorite chapters, John 14, 15, and 16. It's where, where Jesus is preparing his disciples for him leaving. And he's like, I have to leave. And so I'm preparing you for me to leave because will, you, will be, you will be traumatized. They're like, oh my gosh, Peter's going to be cutting people's ears off. You know, uh, he's going to be cursing people. Oh, they're thinking of, we're going to go back to who we were. But Jesus is preparing them. And he's like, I have so many things I want to tell you, so many secrets and all this stuff, but I can't tell you now. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. In verse 16 of John 14, John 14, 16, he says this, Jesus, I will ask the Father, and he will give you, what does yours say? Another helper. What does yours say? Sorry. An advocate, a comforter, a helper. The word is actually paraclete, and it means the one who comes beside you and walks with you. 
So Jesus is saying, you know how we've hung out these last few years? We've gotten really close, and I love you guys so much. You're my favorite people. This is their relationship. I have to leave, but I'm going to ask the Father to send another helper like me. When he says another helper, he's saying he's going to send someone that's familiar to me. Like when you're around Holy Spirit, you're going to feel like it's me too. Because we're all connected to the Father. We're all in one. So when I leave, he will send you another helper. And that he will be with you how long? Forever. Forever. I'm going to say forever. He will be with you forever. Mm. How many want the, the Holy Spirit? The helper, the advocate, the comforter, the counselor to walk beside me and never leave me. The dove on the shoulder, right? This is Holy Spirit. And as I was praying the last couple of weeks, uh, we're going to we're move into an altar time now, okay? Because I believe in activation. I don't need to preach sermons anymore. I, we need God's presence in the room. We have to preach the word. It's the, it's, we cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We will always preach the word. But the word without the activation and the encounters, it makes us Pharisees. It makes us stay within the box and the boundaries and the dots. Because we become legalistic. And we invent rules and make rules and put limitations that aren't even listed in the rules. Who said you have to stay within the box? I did. Well, why did I say that? Because it's in my nature to limit God, to limit myself, to limit possibilities. But Jesus says nothing's impossible for me or anyone that believes. So he's trying to get us to move to a place where we literally believe that anything can happen at any moment. A kidney could become ready this week for Felice. It could. They know this. The doctor said, have a bag ready to go. It could happen at any moment. Praise the Lord. When it happens, we're going to be there to serve them and help them and feed them and take care of whatever we got to do, right? How many are ex- I'm excited about Paul and Felice. What's going on there? Man. <sighs> Miracles. It's a miracle. God can do this. It seems like long struggle, long struggle, long struggle, and suddenly God opens the door. That end suddenly is always after a long walk. Seems like long striving, fighting, putting one foot in front of the other when I don't feel like it, and then all of a sudden God breaks through. He just breaks through, and I feel like we're in that season as a church we're, the church is 50 years old now. It's old. The church is 50 years old. We're moving into our 51st year. Something needs to shift in the history of this church. God's going to break through. We've been living inside the little box, inside the little dots, and we're trying to figure out how can we make this thing happen. And God's like, well, you're, you can't the way you're doing it. Why are you limiting me? I will send you another helper, and he will astound you. And he is the creativity. He is the creative force that sat over chaos and made it become order. How many have had some chaos in your life? Anyone? It's just some chaos. Like you just feel out of control. 
You know, I hate when I'm driving in the rain and I a little bit hydroplane. You're like, you are a control freak. Oh, I, I hate it. I feel like I'm out of control. Or you're driving in the mountains and you hit an ice patch and you're like, no, no matter what I do, it doesn't do anything. Some have felt that. Like, man, I'm trying my hardest, but it feels like I turn the wheel and I'm still sliding that way. Why? The Holy Spirit is going to come to you, and he's going to be your advocate. He's going to be your comforter. He's going to be your counselor. He's going to be the one who comes beside you, and he's going to hover over the chaos that's been the life. It's not saying you're out in sin. It's not saying you're rebellious. It's just saying things are not the way God wants them yet. And he's going to hover, and he's going to sit on you. Hmm. And creativity is going to begin to work. And you're going to start thinking of solutions that are outside of the box. Like, man, I don't know why I never thought of it that way before. God's going to do that for you. So as I've been feeling this over the last few weeks, just honestly, Mandy and I have been crying out to God. We really want to be a revival house. We want to be a house that lives up to our name, where we are alive and that we're, on, we're, we're, we're alive and we're activated in pursuit of God. And it benefits us. And our life produces fruit. But I also want us to be on fire where that fruit isn't just for me, but it's for anyone I come in contact with. I want to move the atmosphere for other people. I want, I want to be a conduit. I want to walk into a store and atmosphere shift, not because of me, but because of who's walking with me. And if it's chaos when I walk in, I want a prophetic word to help. If the business owner's sitting there racking their brain back in their office trying to figure out how to make the ends meet, and I want to be able to walk in and say, hey, have you thought about just doing this? You're like, I can just flip the thing on its head and get outside the box. I want to be that for people. You're, you're locked up in your life. Have you, thought, have you thought about this? What about this? I mean, I want to be that for people, too. I want, to, I want to be alive and blessed, but, man, I want to bless others. And we've been crying out to God. We literally want to see this become our identity, become something every one of you grab a hold and say, that's what I want to. I'm going to go after this. <clears throat> and as I was thinking about this, this phrase came to me. And it says, this is what I wrote down. Three, these three words should wreck our lives. When I say wreck, I mean a good thing. Like flip it upside down, right? These three words should change our lives. Come, Holy Spirit. Would you just say that? Come, Holy Spirit. When you declare that over your life, it will turn turn things around for you. It will flip things on their head. It will take a pattern that's been going on and change the pattern of your life. It will, it will transform you. Come on. It will transform our lives. It will make us something different. It will take the ingredients we have and add something that just makes it work. I, I declare this. I, I really feel this. That Some of you have been, your ingredients aren't wrong. You just need one other thing to make this work. God is about to add that thing to you. Do you know when the Bible, we have the scripture back there, 2 Corinthians 3.17, where the, the Lord is the Spirit. And, and the reason he's saying this, like sometimes in the Bible it's speaking of Jesus, 
Sometimes it's speaking of God. Here he's saying, now the Lord is the Holy Spirit. In this case, I'm speaking about the Holy Spirit. So now the Lord, L-O-R-D, is the Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There's liberty. Do you know what that word liberty really means? It means the ability to add to or take away things from my life that does not benefit God's plan for me. Look it up, blueletterbible.org. Look up that scripture, find out what that word means. The Greek word there for liberty or freedom means to add or to omit things from my life that have nothing to do with salvation or God's plan for my life. That's what real liberty is. And so I feel the Lord is going to give you strategies over the next few days, the next few weeks of things to add to and things to remove that's going to shift the whole, the whole process that you're in right now. Would you grab a hold of that? If that's, come on. Here's your homework. Every day, pray those three simple words. Come, Holy Spirit. It's an invitation. See, he needs an invitation because he's a gentleman. He wants an invitation because he's a gentleman. But when I say those three words, come, Holy Spirit, everything shifts. It's impossible for him to come into my life, into my situation, and freedom not come. It's impossible for Holy Spirit to reveal himself, to come stand and walk with me, and things not shift. It's not even possible. It can't happen. When Holy Spirit shows up, things happen. Always, every single time. There goes that man again, right? Holy Spirit shows up, something happens. Would you stand with me? Would you do something? Let's join hands, if you would, all across the whole place. This is, this is the thing I hate the most. I hate when someone asks me to join hands, so I'm going to do it to everyone. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always so sweaty. My hands are always so sweaty, right? <laughs> I'm so glad you come to church here, every one of you. Guests, I'm so glad you came today. Guys, I'm so glad you came today. We do pray that our guests get a double blessing. And in the next two weeks, that something turns around. Specific. Two weeks. Like, we just say, God, here's a target. Go for it. You want to. So something special for you guys in the next two weeks. Mm. Man. So here's what we're going to pray. As a unified body, we're going to just simply pray. Come, Holy Spirit, and then we're going to, whatever else comes out, let's go for it. Ready? Come, Holy Spirit. Come on. Now just begin to pray. Begin to commune with him. Yeah? We need you, God. (laughs) Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Come on. Come, Holy Spirit. 
bring real freedom, bring liberty. We know what we're asking. We know what we're asking. We know the danger of our words. We ask anyway. It's just like when Moses said he wanted to see your face. And you're like, you can't see my face and live. He goes, I know what I'm asking. I want to see your face. Holy Spirit, we know that when you come, the fire of God comes with you. And it consumes us. And you judge our thoughts and our attitudes. And you go into doors of our heart that we've hidden away for years. But we know that we need this. So we give you permission. Nothing's off limits, Holy Spirit. Not one heart, not one attitude, not one thought, God, is off limits to your spirit. Just look through all the drawers of our heart. Look through the closets. Look through our clothes. Flip through our accounting. Flip through our journals, God, our history. Come on, every area right now, Holy Spirit, searchlight, come on. Just come in and turn it upside down. You've been issued a warrant to search our hearts. Come on. Turn it upside down. We need you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. We don't want part of you. We don't just want your faith. We don't just want your prophecy. We don't just want your truth. We want everything you are, Holy Spirit. All of you. The fire. The wind, come on. <laughs> yes, God. All that this means, we say yes to it. Come on, come on, come on, yes. <laughs> This is going to be so much fun. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, come on. Keep going after him. We were born for this, God. This is really what we've been looking for. This is it. Everything has led up to this moment. Everything has led up to this moment, God. All of it. All of it, God. Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Spirit lead us now as one. Set your church on fire again. Father God, your will be done, Christ in us, your kingdom come, Spirit lead us now as one, set your church on fire again. Never the same, never the same.
Jacob encountered God, he walked with a limp the rest of his life. to think outside the box now, God, from here on out. I want you to keep praying, but I'm going to stop talking. Stay as long as you want to, all right? This cannot be a Sunday thing that just happens. This has to be a lifestyle. Holy Spirit doesn't just show up on Sunday when we ask Him to. He's going to show up in our, oh God. He's going to show up in our sleep. 
It's going to show up on our way to work. It's going to show up in the grocery store. He shows up wherever he wants to. He is not bound by time. So I declare, God, in this room, we're going to have encounters with Holy Spirit on crazy schedules. So you just keep seeking him. I just would like for you, please, to ask him every day, come Holy Spirit, and then see what he does, okay? And just keep seeking the Lord. God bless you.